Hello, today me and the Doctor, uh, we're back in Hull and we're chatting to a local girl, Julie Preston, aka Mistress Dita. Uh, Julie describes herself as a scary bird from Hull. Uh, she drops the C-bomb a lot and uh, rides a Ducati uh, and is uh, waiting for Tom Hardy to make her better use of a tea bag apparently. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> so on the Codfather show we're all about uh, celebrating the alternative lifestyles and there don't come much more alternative. The Mistress Dita. And we've also got a few of your silver discs to spin as well. So welcome Julie. I'll just turn this music down so you can have a little Thank chat. Thank you so much. So we'll have a we'll have a little chat about what, what you're up to. Yes. You're uh, brought up on the West Dock in Hazel yes, Road. West Road Massive. Yeah. Through and through, yes. Just move a little bit closer, so yeah, just move Hazel Road. My mum was in Hazel Road, you seventies? Yeah, all the best people was off-road. Right, off-road. Off-road. So tell us a little bit about your youth. I know you, were, you didn't have the best of starts, did you, as a five-year-old? No, I can't say I had a really wonky childhood, but we didn't have a bugger all, and I was the oldest of nine, so that made things quite difficult because, you, you know, we had very little, yeah, <laughs> very little as it is without sharing it sort of nine ways. But it was happy days, even though, you know, seeing past the headlights and the fleas and the <laughs> silverfish in the beds. <laughs> We've all had them. But do you have duvets or coats? <laughs> yeah, we had coats. 26 blankets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said you bullied as a fan. Yeah, yeah, I was when I was at Westock Ave. I don't know whether you'll remember that. No, so I'm, an east, I'm the east side of the city, but I said my mum was a west yeah. but I, I do know. Yeah, Westock Ave was the primary, and we lived right next door to it. And um, every night after leaving school, I'd get taken into a little doorway near D Street Club and yeah, just get grayed. Yeah. Um, For any particular no, reason? No, just because I was little and goofy and ginger and freckly. And kids are quite and cruel, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But they are even now. No, but I'm saying kids are cruel, and they, yes. they will pick on. They will pick on anything. Glasses. Yeah, I mean, I get yeah. that. You know, you're ugly and you're tall. <laughs> Be original. True though. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, you're tall. Yeah. <laughs> tall before I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just when you're a little bit different, but things don't change, do they? You know, even to this day, people no. do. I Everybody's a target, really. It depends on how you. I also think that, that they try and seem to be doing more these days. Yes. You know, yeah. there's all this, there's a, a lot of palaver with the yeah, teachers and <coughs> stuff, aren't they? But there's still sort of young people and adults taking their own lives through bullying and, and that malarkey. My take on it is that the, the victim always seems to be made out to be like the perpetrator. Mm. And yeah, people that behave, you know, once a fortnight get gifts and yes rewarding bad behaviour and the ones yeah. that do it naturally and normally my grandson has this problem he says yeah. I, I do what I'm asked to do yeah yet somebody that's bullied me because mm. he's been okay for a week there's a reward yeah you know, he's seven, he, he's seven exactly years old and he's coming back with this and thinking mm. you know what are you actually teaching but that's yes that's another bit. topic isn't it well yeah so that was uh, that was your school. Have you left school uh, early by choice? Yeah, I did. A, because as soon as I walked in when I was four at West Stock Ave and I was told where to sit and what to do, I realised school wasn't for me. 
because I don't like being told what to do. Likewise. <laughs> so I knew... Yeah, day one to yeah. the last day, mate. I couldn't wait to get out. Away, I'm like, no, this Easter life was gone. Yeah. As soon as I could go, I was gone. So well, I, I, as much as I could, I would just twag, and then my mother would have the bored man, if you remember the bored man. Bored man. Twagging is... Twagging. You'll oh, come, yeah, you'll can come. we have an interpreter yeah, in the we'll, house? We'll put subtitles up later for you guys. <laughs> uh, twagging, I don't know what you cut when you, you, you don't go to school. Bunking off. Skiving. Skiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't... Basically, you're supposed to be at school and you're not. Yes. So that's twagging for the... Yes. <laughs> if, if you, if you're from it's home. a very old terminology. Is, and yeah. Remember so to drop the H. I, oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no H, you know, it's silent, isn't it? <laughs> um, so I would twag more than I was at school. I got myself into quite a lot of bother, missed a lot of education. My mother was getting fines, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't care because I just hated it. The whole... So you're leaving school actually saved the money? Probably, yeah. And plus, as well, because my mother was always really chilled out. She wasn't really like, she used to bray us. Bray is another word. Oh, we are braying, yeah. Oh, right, that's I've fine. been brayed, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah, I used to get brayed. But she wasn't really a strict disciplinarian when it came to education. So she was like, well, you know what, if you don't want to go to school anymore, then do you want to look after these lot while I go back to work? These lot being my hey, siblings. siblings. Yes, and I was like, wow, so for me, that was a really good... You're quite grown up then. Yes. Are you the oldest then of, yes. the, of the nine? Yeah. So I kind of brought a lot of my little little fraggles up. And it, for me, that was easier than going to school. But of course, it, it got to 16 when all my mates were doing their apprenticeships or going into the RAF or going off and being a nurse or something. And I was like, what am I going to do? It kind of, then I thought, oops. And... I decided then to kind of go into higher education and get a few quals, which I've always added to all my life. Right, well, before we get to that, because we'll talk a little bit more mm. about that, um, I know you suffered eating disorders. Mm. Oh, yeah, back Body dysmorphia. I'm yes. ju- yeah, I'm just saying, yes. it, you know, just these, we're trying to get the, the adults you've... Well, I just thought I used to be a fat bollock, and then I realised I was, <laughs> I'm a fat bollock now, I actually wasn't before. But again, that was all part of... So it's body dysmorphia, that's where you look and you see something yeah, totally you different, don't like isn't you? What you see. So it's that symptoms, isn't it? I know you yeah. know, you'll see something and you'll and it's real to you. And I just used to just starve myself because I didn't like that, you know, I didn't like the way. No, that's what I'm saying, you know, for people mm. that maybe can't you know, it's sort of like you look yes. in a mirror, don't you, and what you Well <clears throat> as a real extreme example, Michael Jackson had it. Right. Do you know what I mean? So he didn't see what other people saw. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I to say. To the point you, where you want to literally change your, your perception of yourself is totally different yeah, to what other people see, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know the symptoms of that, like you say, it's yeah. You know, I've heard people say, "Oh, well, maybe I've got sixteen chins and my ass <clears> is near my elbow." No, yeah. it isn't. And it ain't just a woman thing as well. No. You do get guys who. No, that's what I'm saying. And they tell you something, suffer. and you, you just think they've been a bit weird. Yeah, weirdos. Yeah. Well, what's up with you? There's nothing wrong yes. with your chin, your arm, your elbow. But there's no worse critic than your own self. Yeah, totally. You, right. you but, know what I mean? Mm. And that's the point. It, it must be really hard when you're you're seeing something that obviously other people mm. can't see because it's not mm. there. Yeah. Is is that right? Yeah, you know. That's right. That's but you but but you you know you're going well well can't you see it's there? And you're, yeah, what, yeah you'll th- so that, but you're yeah. thinking you go in sort of like well, you're not no jewels. No, not at all. I've always been really scraggy until I hit the pause, mm. which is my other hidden disability. Which you yeah, know, we'll I'd like to, to have my own show on the pause. <laughs> have you got a blue badge for that though? <laughs> no, but I'm going to get one. You maybe should start <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yes. Maybe she'll start a Come on with that one. About my tilted cervix, which is my other hidden disability. I need two blue badges. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, if you know, unless they're on demand, I don't know. On demand, you can get them on demand. www.thecodfatherdj.podbean.com. I thought you were about tilted cervix. Well, no, you can get no, them on demand. No, you can. Badges. You can get it on demand. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put so, some tiles up for this. <laughs> but through all this, music was your mm, saviour, apparently. Yes. And you uh, were Prince and Madonna. Prince and Madonna were my best mates. Now, when I say that, people laugh at me. And our mutual friend Mark always like takes the mickey out of it and says, don't be ridiculous. But they were like my best friends because mm. they were the sound, not only were the soundtracks of my youth, they were just two very inspirational and influential people that I just happened to adore. Madonna, again, I think that's where a lot of... She's quite strength, iconic, isn't she? Without a doubt, she's just the bomb. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I was having a bad time, they would both get it. The Vinyls would get it, you know, the Immaculate Collection. Mm-hmm. And, and on that note, we'll take a break with Jolie, and then we're going to play a bit of uh, erotica, Madonna. And then a little bit of Prince, I think, my guitar gently weeps. So we'll be back in a moment. Get tablets for that.
round of applause there, Jules. We're back in the room with Julie Preston, the Doctor, and myself. And that was uh, Steve Winwood, among others, Prince. Yeah, Jeff Jefflin, all them. Yes. So we, we touched upon your uh, eating disorders and how you struggled with family life. So coping with it. I know you mentioned about an education, but... Hmm. You know, well, there's other issues I think you dealt with before you got to that I point. I got to sort of late teens and my mum had stopped working and my brothers and sisters were old enough to kind of not really need me. Um, bearing in mind I spent years scrapping in the street looking after them and people's mothers banging on the doors and stuff like that. So I was in many a scrape, a couple of records from the police were fighting. Um, but that was the point when I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, well, I'd come away from school kind of with bugger all, I was always quite articulate and I was kind of bright but I didn't have the academic paperwork. You were it, yeah. Yes, and I was still thinking I was a fat lass and immersing myself in Prince and Madonna and just, I just didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I do it now but I'm actually doing something and at the time I wasn't. So I decided, because I knew I was a weirdo from four, like I said now, and I'm not conventional. I went to Hull College and um, studied to be a motor mechanic from school. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. And I suppose you're talking, what, 20, 30 years ago? That oh, would have been quite odd. That old, really. It's yeah, well, to be fair, there was another no, one the No, but that's what I'm one. saying. It's, yes. Again, it's that sort of like, it's uh, male-orientated. It is, and that's why I wanted to do it, because I've just, I'm, I've never been a girly girl. I've always been a bit of a tomboy, like shooting guns, riding crosses, scrapping... So I needed to do something that was quite unorthodox. So I did that and I loved it, but I never wanted to work in the sort of mechanical or engineering world. Do you, do you think you just do things to say, right, okay, that's, yeah. not, that's not what a girl should be doing. Yeah, I do, And yeah. you go finger, middle finger up exactly. saying, I'm going to do it and I, well, you know I've what, I'm going to do it better than you. My motorbike licence, obviously, I've, done, I've got my class 2 HGV because I want it to be mm. trucker. I started kickboxing and fighting with Where dudes in the ring, tornado when it was Oh, with Mark, Mark yes, Elwood. Yes, yeah, so I did lad. that for 10 plus years, hence my nickname Scary, that's where that come from, because <laughs> I used to fight like a fella. Oh. Um, but, I mean, I've never not done anything, I've never just sat and just wasted my life. I've just done crazy things, crazy jobs, shave all my hair off, run off Scranton Green, get married for a laugh. Get a billion You've times. done that, have you? Yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah. we didn't know you'd been married. Oh, you know, does Tom Hardy know this? No, but I don't know how he did because he's got that missus, obviously. So look what he could have won, Lee. Uh, honestly, a guy must be crying in his, in his, yes, into his tea. Yes, into his, his mansion. Pillar. Yeah, <laughs> this is his bosoms. Unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, I run off to Gretna Green just for a laugh, but because only because I was 29 at the time and I'd never done it, and I wanted, I thought, like, what can I do? That's a bit mad. So, uh, yeah, we just chuffed off, and then I, we got there. It was just some lad from Leeds. I've never seen him since. Are well, you still married? No, 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 because that, that was yonks ago. So, but I just didn't see him after no, that. No, are you yeah, but actually but divorced? No, no, yeah, after a couple oh, of right, years that he yeah. sent some papers through. But, um, <laughs> so just but, but, do you know what? I'd do it again, but this time I want to do a Vegas. I just need someone to, to do it with. But yeah. it's got to be the right person. Yeah, Because the dude I married yeah. was, yeah, mad as a box of crackers, and it was really good. But we got there, and because there was no planning in it, we didn't realise we needed witnesses yeah. or rings yeah. so yeah. like the Harry Boring two Harry Boring's and then two old nanas from the hairdressers across the way <laughs> and then um, oh, yeah, how many times they've done that uh, 
well, one of them had done it, they said to us four times that week. Yeah. It was only Tuesday. You should be charging it. 50 quid That's ago, witness, 50 quid. We went in the butchers, first of all, and as soon as you go in, they're like, no, because I know what you're going to ask them. <laughs> either, that, either change or be a witness. Yes. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I have to, you know, I kind of do all these things, and I think, I don't know whether there's a bit more to it, other, you know, like kind of psychologically wanting just to stand out and be different and shock and... You know, because I've always been like an attention seeker, but more so as I've got older, more right. confident. When I was younger, I was sort of an introvert, but um, yeah. So, but, but you're, you're quite skilled in a way. You get extroverts, and you get them, and they probably just get drunk and, and have a fight or dye their mm. hair a funny colour and, mm. and, and try and stand out that way with no yeah. no validity, no purpose. But st- stuff that you've seemed to do, you've done to a high you've level and, and you've gone... Well, I have to do everything to the far end of the fart. I'm never half caught, so I wouldn't do anything unless... Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, I again, talking about education and I got, as an adult, I got qualified um, in loads of different areas. My, my main one's been teaching. I don't know, and you said off air that one of the reasons you, it was because you wanted, like, I suppose the the wages that came with. Well, I didn't want so much the money, I just didn't want to sit home watching Jezzer every day. You know, my head is absolutely no, I'm just full saying, of you know, epicness, it, it, and, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm such an achiever and I'm a doer. So I said my first lot of quals over about five years were on my teaching stuff. So. Um, yeah, we'll touch on that a bit. Got later, them. Right? I got me Nibosh diploma, which got. What's a Nibosh diploma? What, health and um, safety stuff, isn't it? It's yeah, the really high end health and safety officers. So mm. you've got you the go power sites, to go around and you can shut buildings down and, and, yeah. and prohibition notices, and and I'm the most unboring person in the world, and that is the most boring subject. But I did it because it, for a woman to have the Nibosh diploma, yeah. it just wasn't heard of. It, it's a guy's field, you know? But did, did you just pick things and go, right, okay, a bloke's not really done that, I'm going to do that? Or did yeah, you, were you really? interested? Yeah, no, so I'm interested that. enough to say, it's boring as chuck. <laughs> a lot but of paperwork. I just thought, I, you know, that I don't know anybody, or hardly anybody who's got the, the dip, especially a bird, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that, um, is, that is one reason why we, we wanted you to come on Codfather Show, because it's just to basically say to girls, women, whatever, if People, you want to do yeah. something, yeah, you don't want to do, well, even guys, you know what I mean, yeah. you want exactly, to do something, yeah. get out there, get off your ass, have a go at it. Work at a nail salon, I know you've been I've, interested in that. Uh, well, know. that's another lifetime, Darren, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> the thing is, it's alright saying, oh, go off and do this and be all inspirational yeah. and motivational, but you've got to have big testicles to but do it. I think there's sayers and doers, aren't they? There's yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a gunner, there's and then a, there's, yeah, there's yeah. the queen oh, bees. Oh, there's loads of gunners, yeah. Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. And I said, I've always been, you know, until the clothes are lid, I will be off my tiny sweet and I'll be doing the crazy stuff. Just because I can, because I, can, I want to cram it all in. And I suppose through all this, like you say, uh, you, turned out you, you suffered with anxiety. Yeah, um, yeah. Chronic insomnia, that's not very, that's not a lot of fun. No. I suffer a little bit, not chronic, but I don't, you know. Keeps me up at night, that. Rubbish and it's, not, it's not good. Several different meds, that yeah. sort of thing. So, amidst all this, yes. you managed to have some sort of structure. And well, what I never did was, again, because I was very sort of insular on myself, I didn't go and talk to anybody. I didn't go to doctors when I was younger. But you recommend I people do that. I was not weighed up right. And, and I didn't go to counselling. And I d- it wasn't until I got older that I thought... Actually, why are you even letting it rule here? Why are you even going to do your big shit around Dazra and having a panic attack and sweating? Like, why? Sort it out. So, I'm a big believer, I'm not a big believer in meds, me personally, because I don't like no, anything that alters my personality. Because yeah, I'm me. off my head 
not on meds, you know, mm. and I didn't want to be subdued or monged or anything. So I, I would always recommend, even with my own students and everything, you know, when they were struggling, I'd say, go talk to somebody. Oh. However, unless you get a cracker of a counsellor or some great hypnotherapist or some great light therapy, it doesn't work and it'll put you off. So it's kind of trial and error. But meds do help. Yeah, as long as they I, I don't change yeah, you, as long as they don't change you. I've seen yes. some horror stories though. I've seen two sides of it. I've seen people who've gone it for a short amount of time, and it's like stabilizes them, stabilizes yeah. them, lets them, gives them some time to sort their head out. Yeah. Great, and they get off it. But then I've seen other people. I mean, you can look at America as a as a thing of this, all these uh, mass murder shootings yeah. or all that kind of stuff. You look at them, and they've all been on these psychotic but like, medications like as well, mixing meds. Yeah, you know and that. The, the Elvis, Michael with, Jackson. There's, yes. there's a lot of people. He's not always intentional. Deaths, I always have this but... argument with my dad when he go back to years ago and went slightly mm. Sid Vicious, punk rockers, mm. and all that. Look mm. at them; they're all on drugs. And dad, Elvis was what he needed him. Yeah. They'll prescribe. You don't make them yes. any better, Dad. No, exactly. And that's yeah. You know, yeah. so you know. Some are medicinal. Some yeah, are yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking. Bit. You know, I'm not encouraging anybody to take recreational no, drugs again, or anything. Do you know what? It's each to their own, and everybody has a coping mechanism. Be it, you know, drinking, alcohol, humour. I mask a lot with humour. Yeah. If yeah. I make people laugh, I mean, that's when I did the odd bit of school, especially my junior school. The only reason I didn't get my head strobing every day at junior was because I realised I couldn't make people laugh. So the bullies just used to tag me along like a little court jester. Yeah, oh yeah, so I, can, humor, I can relate to that humour's good. At, um, it's the only reason me and him are still mates, because <laughs> I make him laugh now and again. But like some of <laughs> every like, the now comedians, or the, the people that have got the biggest smiles, generally the ones that are adding something out, they're like Robin Williams. 100%, yeah. 100%. You, you know, and, and that's what I said. And that's I think we've all got issues, haven't we? Everybody is not wired upright, and that is a fact, everybody, but it's just as to what level. In comes and, the doctor. Yeah, and most of it does come from youth. Within, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it comes from experiences, you know, from back in the day. And I think just before we go to the bit more of uh, your music, I just need to ask you about talking to a cardboard cut out of your mother, Eileen. Oh, yes. As a way of coping. <laughs> well, obviously, well, I'm bombed out anyway, but when my mother floated and left me like a full-on orphan, because my dad had to be dramatic uh, two years before that and leave me half an orphan, um, well, she always, before she floated off upstairs, she always used to obviously because they're quite a big family and quite close we all scrap like but she was always say julie do you know when i go none of you all talk to each other and i was like oh mother don't be sure because we will she was like you won't you won't make sure you all you know i said mother course i will so a month after she'd sashayed away i thought oh i'll i'll do a little soiree around our house like the Arlene preston show and then um, my brothers and my sisters I, I was bawling all the time. They were quite hard-faced about it. So they used to think I was weird for crying. And I'm mm. like, why are you not crying, weirdo? Yeah, grief's a it weird thing. Very, yeah, it's very, yeah. I thought it? everyone's just going to bawl. And, mm, and, yeah, and, you know. very personal. But, yeah. So I was just like jet-snotting bubbles and, and all the rest of it. And um, and I thought, oh, do you know, it'd be real. And I got everyone together, neighbours and family and, and long-distance relatives from whoever I could dig them up from. And I thought it would be hilarious because my mother was bombed out. I thought I'll get a cardboard, a six foot cardboard cut out of her rally. Like and I'll do, stand like her in do. the corner, yeah. right? But then because she had MCOPD, she used to wear pipes. So I put her pipes on her and everything. And I glued what fag to one hand 
and I glued a match to the other hand, and I put it to me. <laughs> well, that was real, that's reality, isn't well, it? That, that yeah. was my mother, and I thought, my yeah. mother, like me, yeah. would love to think she was there for a real My mum would. Sort of my mum would laugh her head off on that. If, yeah. I, if I still smoked and I went to my mother's grave now, I would light a fag and sit it, yes. sit it on the... Well, she's, and let it burn she down. didn't stop right to the end, even though it was killing her. You yeah, know, she said, yeah, it's no. not going to kill me. That well, she right. said that my mum was the same. And yeah. she had the fag, you know, and she used to have the, like, the part drives back in the day with no tips, so mm. it, it catches up with you. But... But I thought, I know for a fact, I know my mother better than the others, and she would howl. She, and she yep. loved the fact that she was there. Yep. Like, guest of honour at her own soiree. Mm. So I brought her in, right, and I unfolded, because obviously it's all folded up, and Jeez. all my family is sat there. And it was, <laughs> like, I just, but it was like I just brought in Rose West. <laughs> and I've had a better response. If you had her done. Yeah. They were like, what yes. the, you weird, get it out, what you're doing. You're sick, are you sick and wrong, are you? We're you're not sick having and wrong, this yeah. in the house. She's got the eyes that folly around the room, and I'm like, oh, so, and that's, so I felt really bad but everybody that walked in on my mum's mates and that was howling and it yeah. just my brothers and my sisters were like why do you yeah. have to be the weird one I'm like because it's Cause I funny because <laughs> I'm trying to cope with yeah. losing my mother of yeah. 48 years do you know yeah. what I mean like it's just my yeah. way you lot sit there really stone faced well I am weird anyway Right. After a few months, sorry. No, go on, you're all right. They were like, we're not having... Every time I'd go around, I used, still used to go to the house and just talk to her like she was still floating about, obviously, which is a bit mad. But it just was a bit of comfort. Mm. But they'd keep moving it and they'd keep hiding her behind the couch or shoving her in the downstairs toilet. <laughs> so I'm like, right... Well, I'm, where's Wally? Where's yeah, Eileen? Exactly, where's Eileen? So I thought, right, I was like, mother... She under my arm, you're coming home with me. Now, she never liked my house because I don't clean and she, she got real bad anxiety because she was a clean freak. Mm. And she always said, Julie, when I, when I go, don't set my ashes to your house because I won't be able to spare it. <laughs> so I'm like, don't flat yourself. I don't want you floating around my house. Anyway, so I took a cardboard <laughs> cut out to, to Mara and now she's in the corner of my house. And that, so I talk to her every morning. I'm like, morning, love. And I say, good night, Aral. And, and next door must think I'm Norman Bates and live with my dead mother in the basement or something because <laughs> I'm having this one-way conversation with dead mother. But... I don't care, because it, it's what I want to do, and, and it makes me feel nice. That's brilliant. Right, we'll go to a break. Uh, she talks to angels, the black crows. We'll be back in a minute with the mad one. <laughs> Smile when the pain comes 
Keeps a lock of hair in her pocket She wears a cross around her neck Yes, the hair is from a little boy And the cross is someone she has not met
So back, Julie Preston, Dr. Ains and myself, the Codfather. Um, we've just had quite a laugh there, haven't we? <laughs> uh, we can't really talk about that. I've got to do a shout out to Mad Sharon. It was blue. Mad Shazza. I was going to say it was blue. Yeah, she's, getting, she's getting face on because we haven't mentioned her yet. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. So she's in the vicinity. That's so, a five of you, <laughs> Right. It's a bit of a yellow there, just in case you didn't know. Um, breaking down gender stereotypes. We sort of hit on that a little bit because of basically how you are. Mm. What you do, and is it an addictive thing? But so you started work at a gadget shop again. It was sort of male orientated, and you were, you went for managerial posts. Well, uh, just before gadget shop, well, it was when Princess Key first opened. So obviously everything was new, and they were recruiting. So I went for a job in a fifties diner called Flips, where you danced on the counters to fifties music while oh. people were trying to munch on their hot dogs and things like that. Because I thought, because then is that a euphemism? <laughs> Then I was emulating Madonna, so I literally went to town. I had the blonde, I drew me Madonna Did spot you, on. Yeah, the, yeah, oh, the, the, and the I really, mole. I, honestly, and I really thought I was Madonna, and I stood out, obviously, because yeah, yeah, my wife's a big fan yeah. of Madonna. Oh my god! Anyway, so I fit the part. I got the job on that basis of my fifties look, you see. Oh. So I worked there for a while, and then um, one of my friends who worked in the gadget shop had only been open like a few months. So we're looking for somebody for Christmas. Are you bored? I'm like, yeah, we am actually. I'm sick of like. What um, Santa was it? <laughs> Every time the hop came on, we had to like just jump on the counter and, and dance oh. to the hop. It just got a bit boring. So I went for an interview at Gadget, and, but because it's a weird shop and they sold weird things, I got the job. But it was only Christmas temp, so I thought, you know what, Joel? This was September. I thought I'll worry about it come sort of December, January. You know? Did you know anything about gadgets before that? No. Are you a gadgety person? No, but it wasn't just gadgets. Wow. It was watches, bags, clocks. Yeah, there was, was a lot the of clobber in there, wasn't there? The so back in the day, it remote control cars amazing. right through to twelve foot really, terminator like yes, looking it got robot. The yeah, end, right. Like so. juggling balls and all that malarkey. But to begin with, it, it was just a cool place to be. The staff would be there flying things around the shop and and yeah, just you had silly little things that yeah, farted and yes. yeah, and you were sick of dancing with your well, flocks or whatever. Yeah, it was. so I just so. <laughs> I've got this job and it was meant to end um, in December but they said oh you're really good you know you're kind of good for for business you look the morale part. you're great <laughs> with people mm. do you want a part-time job we haven't really got one but we'll create one I'm like wow yeah that's amazing because the guy who owned gadget shop at the time is a Beverly lad called Jonathan Elvidge and he remortgaged his house to get this shop he always had this dream of having a gadget shop and his back bedroom was a storeroom is it still open by the way no, it, they've changed a few times. No, but, no, no, but, no, it's all right. I just but he, he lasted ten years, and I was with him on that whole journey. So after my part-time job come up, 
there was a promotion at Leeds for assistant manager. And again, all this is happening quite quickly. So I went for it, got it. Worked in Leeds for six months, commuted every day. Then the assistant manager job in Hull came up, got it. Then I got the manager and then I got like sort of to be in charge of health and safety for 60 um, retail outlets, a warehouse operations and a head office at Hazelwood Hall. And I was also in charge of training and development. So all the new, everything, because I'd been there from the start, there was nothing that I did not know. So mm -hmm. I was in charge automatically of training because I knew the far end of everything. What can I ask, what were you doing outside of the gadget shop? Because this sounds like all this health and safety and all that kind of stuff, it sounds like very boring kind of side Quite of things. Was, yeah. So what, did you have an outlet on there? From Motorbiking, arguing with my then boyfriend. Um, and Is that your favourite pastime? Studying, <laughs> studying, <laughs> and kickboxing. Yeah, just <laughs> a study on him. Yeah, <laughs> just stand there. Yeah. No so washing hair. Very, very full life. I've always had a full life. I never so sit and not do nothing. What did you, you sleep when you're dead? What did you start exactly. studying then? Was it to do with that All health and safety? All the teaching stuff, me health right. and safety, uh, counselling. Um, because I didn't get sort of any formal course from school, like mm. numeracy, literacy, anything that I thought would be great to add value to my future I, I just went on it and gadget shop were amazing because they literally paid for every course i wanted to do which, send them, wasn't it, it really? was, and they paid yeah. for me nebosh which because obviously because i was going to be looking after the health and safety for it was in their every, best interest exactly, as well exactly and it, the, a company needs a health and safety person but so, they didn't send you for a maths degree did they thank god no what no. seven times seven, no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't ask me anything she didn't want a maths question don't it's just a personal job square root of your anuses or anything like that because I really that's my one thing I have always been and I knew from being young I was really good at the theatrics arts dramas languages yeah, English math never been maths me and maths have never been good mates now I don't know whether it's because I've got dyscalculia whether I had rubbish teachers I don't know but yeah. me and maths, I can't remember birthdays, it, phone so, numbers. Yeah, skip me did maths. My, yeah, bro my brothers are very good at it, my laddies, but me. Mm. I can add up, take away, I can do the basics. I, rather, I can't no, remember. I can do the basics, they mm. never rob me, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say I'm rubbish, but I've managed to get to nearly 50 years with oh, yeah, mor mortgages and, and bills and finances and stuff. So I'm maybe never. You not, you're probably putting yourself down as, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as thick as chips as I make out, but when I see numbers, I kind of freak out. Yeah. Because me, I just doesn't really get it. Yeah, so, mm. Sorry, I just digressed a bit there. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I became in charge of as high up as I possibly could. The gadget shop uh, was going to be sold off to a guy. Chris Gorman, who was a really big wig in from Glasgow, but it, and so we was all just going to go with him, but it meant relocating to Glasgow. And after ten years of being with the gadget shop from the start, I didn't want to relocate because I get homesick, like getting on a bus to go. So <laughs> I decided, and you could do, take a redundancy. So I took a redundancy and I went straight into uh, teaching. I got a job with Hull College, mainstream teaching. I was based at the Ghoul site. But then after a few months of seeing, after like these mainstream students, they were just like performing seals and they were doing nothing for they, me they, at all. They, they don't think they were the crazies and I wanted the, the younger version of me. So I moved They into, don't question things, do they? No, they don't. I, I, I really struggle it. with that these days. Yeah. People, if they you just, told them it's that, it. they go, oh, right. Yeah, but you want a debate. You, you, I want, you want to, to be throw told, chairs about yeah. and chase me around the... We talk the about this, don't we, Lee? <laughs> What's not? We talk a, li a lot about this, how oh. people will not question. Yeah. Well, that's it's yeah. good to question things, and I think you need to be objective. Why? You know? Well, why yeah. is that? Why? Go and search things out. It's a great word. 
Yeah, and I don't, you know, just ask it. But, well, that, yeah, that's what we're about, though, coming back to the show. That, that's why we like this alternative thing. People are taking a different approach, doing something different, like the, not the mainstream thing, the questioning things and the, the fighting against something. Yeah, the yeah. anti-establishment. And like you said, I get people say to me, well, I like your blues show, because it's safe. and it is, mm. it's a very good, I love the blues and mm-hmm. folk music, love it. But I also like that alternative stuff where there will be a little bit of aggression and anger, yeah. and there is swearing in it, and that's why we've got bombs in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. there is yeah. swe- you know, and some people, oh, it's angry, you know, and we give opportunities too, underground, unsigned. You're always we do a lot. Get someone clutching the pearls, aren't you? Always. Oh, yeah, like I say, I love the, them, people. When I, when I, when I don't I like your feet. I don't like your that, that type of music. No, but what I'm saying, yeah. I don't like they, your type of music. I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, I don't want to listen to dance all music. Those people fuel me. That's what I meant by oh, that. Yeah, is yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I get a, an idea of a person and I say, right, okay, have a listen to this show. And if they like the show, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. If they don't like it, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with that because yes. it's like yes. I'm not saying provoking thought, isn't it? Yeah, totally. You know, and it's like each of them. You know. People listen to all genres of music. Some of it I wouldn't, mm. you know, storms, you know, they're not my thing. No. But people no. like him for exactly. whatever reason. No matter to say, you're stories, right, wrong, different, you know. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, this is why I say you, you, you know, your stories and how you sort of like kick against and swim up this, uh, swim up upstream, yeah. whatever you want to call that it. That comes from somewhere, doesn't it? And I said, I will always be quite controversial till the close the lid. And it's not. Because I'm angry about anything, I just like to be different. It's not wrong. I don't know whether it's all just denying and blending in. Do you know when you kind of look and think, I wonder why I'm so happy? Because I'm very eccentric, but then my dad was as well when I look back. Mm. You know. But like you say, therefore, if you're in the midst of nine people, nine siblings, Mm. and you've got your mum and dad's attention there. Sometimes you've got to do something to act well, out, haven't you? Well, I lived with my dad, my dad was elsewhere um, having a very friendly community penis. And my, my mother <laughs> well was, put. Yeah, was well here. Put. Yeah, that was me trying to be attic. No, no. And, and, um, and my mother was here. But I was surrounded, and I think this is where a lot of my strength of character comes from now, was with formidable females. My mother was a roader. My great grand and we lived with for years while my mother popped off to work. She was hard as nails. These formidable women. Yeah. There was, there was, I wasn't. There wasn't one you don't get positive now, do male role model around me. It was all strong bears. And I suppose mm. you have to get noticed, don't you? I guess Amongst so. Amongst that as well. I guess so. But that is. It's like that survival factor. of the, you know, yes. those pecking orders, isn't they? Uh, so I get that. I've got four brothers and four sisters, but my four brothers were all submissive. There's mm. not a right proper bloke amongst them. The, the misses rule. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, whereas the women in my, the sis, my sisters, wow, you just won't mess with them. But that, that probably does say a lot then. You've got mm. those strong role models, these yes. female strong role models. Yeah. And you're, you're probably wanting to live up to their expectations. Very, I don't very, know. Like I said, without me knowing, they were just very influential. Yeah. And that's why, mm. like I said, I, I latch on strong beds. Yeah. You know, and like Madonna for me is still my ultimate favourite. Yeah. So you don't take it. Do, do you think this put you in good stead then? Because like you did a spell in uh, a prison, didn't you? Is that, did, is that yeah, right? After, not after not actually behind bars. I don't know. The right side of the bars, which is <laughs> the ones that allow you out. I don't know why I was, but Doncaster has Marlins. Well, yeah, yeah, it was my first job at Marlins Close. I did Marlins Open. I did Lindum, and then yeah, in, within six months, I got a promotion to Walter, like you know, run the show, which was brill because it's right on my doorstep. Is but, this male or female or? They were all male. I never wanted to work in female jails because because 
I could get away with being leery with lads. If mm. I was leery to a lass, I'd get my face stove in. And I didn't want to do that. There's a different dynamic, mm. isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Mm. I couldn't say to a lass, wind your neck and you'd have flat. Because, you, you, do you know what I mean? I'd get yeah. So, But just going back slightly, when I was teaching, after about six months, I thought, I don't really, I'm not getting anything from these you know, performing seals. So I switched to work with the, the whole different different groups, but it's E to E, the NEATs. Basically, it's the 14 to 19 year olds. Yeah, the socially excluded, yes. the vulnerable, aren't they? Yeah, so they might have some behavioural issues, a lot of them had. Um, social issues, emotional, educational, but I loved them and that's what I, I stuck at for seven years and I, I worked There's an honesty about that, because so, I've worked in, I worked in oh, social service yeah. and I used to like the room. Know where you are with them. Because they were brazen with it. Well. I'm going to abscond. That's it. Little young masses have well, come on, to then. us. So we go on, This is on the first day of induction. I'm going to think it. I'm like, come on then, we'll go in the court. I've got my boxing gloves in the car. I'll give you one punch. And, but with that age group, you've got to prove yourself. Yeah, you have to with oh, a lot yeah. of people. But I think if they're not trying to take advantage of you, then. You've got to really prove yourself. And because I, I used to come to work on my duke, didn't have as many tats, the new I used to fight. After about three months, every new intake, every year, after three months, it'd take me battling with them. But the, and then they saw me sticking up for them with the mainstream lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, none of them liked any man, because they were just like little crazies. But yeah. I loved them. And do you know what? To this day, what is, what is really heartwarming is 99% of these young people that went through my hands for over seven years are all on my Facebook. They're oh, settled nice. down. They've got, they invite me to christenings in Goal or... Or, or get invites to the wedding and they ask me for references and it's like Beautiful. they like me and yeah. they always talk fondly and I'm like you were the right little S- HRT but yeah, they they're much. like oh no you was great yeah. Mm. so yeah so but then I thought this is the best it's gonna get I could do it forever but I, I don't stand still so I thought I need right, another challenge I want um, behavioural adults on my CV yeah, yeah. so I thought apply to jail and then again so I got that promotion and then I spent five years constantly getting into bother because I'm very unorthodox and it, it, there's no place for that in prisons, no place for it whatsoever. But it's very structured. Isn't very, it? Yes. Would you care to share any stories there, John? Well, okay, so one day, I was... <laughs> That's plausible. I, and yeah, I, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I wasn't smuggling phones up my crevice or anything, none of that. But right. Very but disappointing. I was um, playing. They were bigger back then as well, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Nokia 10s, I don't have a job on. My chairs are good, put some Flat Nokia 10s up sideways. It's uh, another mention, Sharon. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because I was playing clothes, I was Monday to Friday um, in charge of advice and guidance within, within the jail. So I was like the manager of that bit. In charge of what? Advice and guidance. So oh, basically, right. oh. I want a screw. I didn't want to be a screw, believe it or not, ironically. Mm. I, I think they save time, don't they? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've gone into discipline, ironically, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, because, uh, yeah, for me, I yeah, could you do didn't more. Realize it's steering I you could somewhere. do more. Yeah, exactly. I, I could do more helping them, getting them through the gate stuff, getting them the CSCS card while they're in jail, mm. sneaking them a few fags out of some up and I'd get them off my college. Do you know what I mean? Like giving them some tea bags to calm them down. So that was my forte. But one one particular day, because I'm like, you know, I'm like the gaffer and we had this little unit and there was other departments in there. Well, it, we had, when you're kind of well behaved in jail, you can get an orderly job. So you can come off the wing and sweep up on your office. Yeah, they get a little bit of extra cash, don't they? Exactly, and they're, they're trusted. And, and yeah. it was this one young lad, and um, it was a very religious guy, and he'd done one crazy thing, and he was saying this sentence, but he believed in Jesus and the full shebang. And, uh, and he was just really nice. So I, I said to one of the other managers on the unit, I said, oh, it's his birthday today. I said, can I go get him a cake? She was like, well, 
you know, you're not. I said, look, I'll get it and I'll keep it in the box and you can check it. And you know, because I'm, I'm. You're not going to put a file. I'm just thinking, thinking there's a saying. there's a file in this somewhere. Like, it sounds very naive of me, but I'm maternally. <laughs> I don't have kids. Yeah, you, you did know, it I'm for like, the I same reason. Yeah. Everyone who had a birthday in seven years of my students have got a birthday cake and they got a big mm. fuss and they got because I won't get it at home. So yeah. I, anyway, and it was just really nice. So they went, oh yeah, all right, keep it in the box and then we'll open it. And, and she, she said, put the metal detector on it. <laughs> no, but she said as long as. You don't, because it, it wasn't about that, it was about showing professional treatment or being groomed. Mm. So they said, as long as you put oh, it up no. and everybody gets a slice, yeah. then you're all right. So yeah. I said, brilliant. You've groomed them all. Ex- <laughs> yes. So I went to Asda, come back, and got him this cake, and we all sing happy birthday, and it was really emotional. And I said, yeah, take a, take a bit for everybody on the wing, did it, cut it all up, and then they went off. And well, then that afternoon, the governor's on the phone yet again. Jules, I need to see you. And I'm like, why me in your office more than you, Gov? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got called down again. I had no idea it was for that because I'd, I'd asked another sort of senior yeah. screw, you know, and she said it was fine. And it, it was, I was in massive trouble. And, and it was like, look, you've been seen handed out cake on D Wing. I'm like, yeah, because it was Baba's birthday. Yeah, but, you know, the reports are you've baked that cake at home when you've actually put drugs in it. Wow. I'm like, how dare you think I could friggin' bake? How dare you think I'd waste my drugs yeah. on them? Yeah, well, that's like, don't look like a baker. Don't look like a baker. Don't look like a baker. It's my master. And I was yeah. like, look, you know, one of your, you know, SOs said it was okay. And then it was, oh, no, she never said that. And I'm oh, like, India. wow. Wow. So that was a big lesson for me. And I thought, you know what? This is not the environment for me because no. I don't. I don't want. To, I wasn't bringing drugs in, having relations with prisoners, and I wasn't shoveling and knocking phones in crevices. But I wanted to to work how I thought would get the best out of somebody. Yeah. I, everybody who came to see me, I would make them a brew. Right? Give them a lift, yeah. And they'd be like, a brew? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And I'd slide them some tea bags. And it's not cocaine. It's not subutex. It's a tea bag, yeah. It's yeah. Tetley's tea bag, or, or Yorkshire tea. Yeah. Someone booting off. Because they'd all be in the holding room with me. this, be that, I'm not chucking chairs about. And I'd be like, right, lads, who wants a bro? Can't, it solves everything. You've done it. Done it. Done it just. Any, any so, crisis. Yes. So I said, I, I, I was so sick, really, of getting into constant bother. But in jail, there's a system, and it's called an SIR report, which is means security information report. And these are on the wings. Anybody can put them in, but they're anonymous. So instantly, oh, you get... No, no, I lost count of how many SIRs I got and I was called down into the governor's office. Now, none of them were off any of the lads. They were off the prison, it was all off staff, but mm. but anonymously. Yeah. Jules is seen laughing on dealing with the lads. Jules is bogus to a big for that t shirt. Jules has got a little kit and eel on the show. It was like constantly. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Jules don't nick anybody. It becomes yeah, it becomes yeah. But like I said, I'd be walking across the yard. The, I, I put they're this trying on to Facebook. force your way out, yeah. Well, it's just I, I knew a lot of them in there, and, and yeah. especially from midtown teaching before that, the little the little. Yeah, they often move from, like Donny, you say. Everywhere yeah. I've ever gone, I've known oh, I know like, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. children's homes. You see, yes. you will see them in the big house. To, to, exactly. To move to William yes. Booth, and, and a lot of them They're go. in that system, Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get out. Well, I used to, like I said, I know a lot of them, and, and you can make your day really long in that place if you go around and nick everybody for saying something. Yeah. They're the Yorkshire walking by, they like, Jones! common sense. I'd be like, what, lads? Get your rats out! I'd be like, well, I don't know what bed you'll be with, but I've got a beaver out of a rat! And then they'd all be waves and laughing. They'd be like, well, yeah. you're all right, you'll miss. Yeah. Before you know it, yeah. they've earned your respects because they think you're all right. But I, I would have to nick them for that. And I'm like, yeah. no, yeah, I, I'm not offended by that comment. I've had worse, you know? 
There's ways of going about stuff in there. Yes, it, and that's not for me. No. So we're going to go a bit of Survivor, Hi the Tag, I think. Yeah, my old training. And then a bit of Psychosocial by Slipknot. Yeah. We'll be back Get in that
So there you go, psychosocial, a bit of slipknot there. Um, oh yeah, cracking. You went to him recently, didn't you? Yeah, well it was um, Stone Sour and I was right at the front and it was just out of this world. Yeah, so we're back and just in case you've just joined us, I want to know why. We've got Julie Preston. <laughs> but why you've just doctor. joined us? Yeah, why you've just joined us halfway through. <laughs> so I need to know, let really people know that they're listening to the Rewind. with Julie Preston and the Doctor. Hello. Um, so I said we've touched on many subjects, but we're going to go to your present day stuff now. Um, I know you do a lot of charity work with the homeless, vulnerable, mm-hmm. no cash donations. I know it's all done yeah, on a freebie. So Well, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I don't work for any charities, and, and I'm not a registered charity myself. I have done for years, just like um, have a full car, summer, winter, all year round, and just act like a one-man warrior for anybody on the streets or in crisis financially. So <clears throat> during summers, I've got like sun creams and waters and clothes and you know. Some Would you stuff. set this to people on the streets um, or do Because I, 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 I went to the homeless and rootless project for a little while. Mm. I went there yeah. for a little while. That was it. Yeah, well, I said I, I, because I can't really work for people, so I don't really often agree with what how they do things. I just do it for my, I do it off my own back. So I will liaise with like Doc House and raise the roof and and Purple House and Vineyard projects and that. Because I'll drop donations off, but I don't want to work for them or with them. No. So my car's full all year round of anything that I think somebody on the streets might need. Now. What's got more prevalent over the last few years, and it's very scary, is there's more lasses on the streets. So when I first started doing it, you just didn't see lasses, it was primarily So how long have you been doing this? Yeah, oh God, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I've ten years. Had, like, yeah. this little, just helping anybody type thing in me, and again, it must No, be but I'm just saying where you, 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 you... I don't know, five, six years, maybe? Yeah, so it's... Like, yeah. where, where people recognise what I do. Yeah, yeah. So, so now I've got a carry condoms and sanitary stuff and girly things and in winter obviously I I have like tents sleeping bags pillars it's not really it's just it's just I give a shit and um, no but that's a lot of people don't because I've had so many people nowadays for me will turn a blind eye yeah but that's what you're saying people for for me I'll just make up for somebody or will step over somebody so Mm. it's not for me it's not a big deal it comes easy no I'm I'm not saying you're doing it for that reason yeah Yeah. I'm not saying but I'm self-funded but the thing now because it's of social media, yeah. and everybody kind of sees what I do. I've earned my stripes a bit with people on Facebook and all. So I'll just get now, I will get donations. I don't have to work by yeah. myself. You know, tools, I've got a tent and I've got a this, and so I spend my, my time. Yeah, rather than you putting it out there, so, do you yes. know? I mean, if people do want to donate stuff, what's what's good stuff to donate? Because I know anybody will go, I've got this, you want it, yeah. won't you? Yeah, I've got, got a banana. Full of rags, and yeah. I know, no offence, but I know these people are destitute, but I won't offend them by giving them rubbish, because it, yeah. you know, it, it Yeah, there's, there's donating something, yeah. isn't there? It's yes. got to be... It's just got to be fit for purpose, basically. Yeah. I'm what's good things? Not. What's good things you go well, through this, a lot this of? This time of year, yeah, it is quilts, sleeping bags, pillows, jackets, blankets, jumpers, yeah, socks. tents, um, socks, socks and underwear, socks and shreddies, defo, hats, gloves. Um, I also um, get a lot of what? Greg's vouchers handed out, and also as well. If somebody is insistent on giving me money, which I don't want to do, because I, don't, I just don't want to deal with money, yeah, I'm yeah. transparent and it is what it is. Mm. But I'll say go buy cinema vouchers. Yeah. And we've got an urgent in Hull and it's right yeah. slap bang in the middle of town. So that is perfect for somebody when it's the weather's slashing 
to sit for a good two, three hours, yeah. either fall asleep, but either way the wall. Yeah, the wall. Are they, yeah. are they yes. uh, Odin, are they happy? Yeah, they to... know that I, because I yeah. usually kind of would get them in job lot anyway, mm. do you know what I mean? So yeah, they're happy. But, um, so it's common sense really. Also things like, sometimes toothbrushes and toothpaste are, are a bit yeah. after the horse has bolted, because the your condition of your teeth is the least you worries when you're on the streets. Mm. And, and misuse of substances also well, yeah, affects I mean, that. But, but um, like deodorants. Yeah. Um, yeah, toiletries, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then poverty. I suppose that's a, that a stupid thing, like, like toilet rolls. Yeah, bog rolls. Yeah. Baby wipes. Baby wipes, yeah, I'm just saying it. Yeah. It, make, it sort of makes sense. Of course it does, yeah. And, and you don't know until you kind of, I mean, I think, oh yeah, God, I, I know what these people want, but I ask them, is there all that I haven't got? I was going to say, wouldn't mm. that be the simplest way? Yeah. Of doing things, yes. you know. And then I just that's why I say you, you, you're yeah. asking what people want. But there's more lasses, like I say, on the streets. So I say summer's different because it's a lot more, um, like, energy stuff is winter, you know, you, yeah. your Mars bars and your energy yeah. drinks. And, and then in summer, it's like, you know, your juices and your sun creams and your light, your light Hats, clothes. That's and, sort of thing, yeah. yeah, to keep, yeah, exactly. But well, again, what would they do? Would they just inbox you then? Or what's Who, best way? If somebody wants to offer Give a donation, yeah, yeah of something. Yeah, just a message on me, one of my Facebooks or my Instagram or something. That's that's generally no, no, I'm just saying, what's that if you've not been banned on one of what's Yeah, what's alright? Your Instagram details then and your Facebook, Facebook be, because I know you've got Yeah, so got 82 Facebook profiles. Keep getting banned for showing my bum. Um, but that is all well and good but when I'm asking for donations for something or I'm gathering things that really it's, yeah, something, well, it's a massive barrier messenger you can usually get yes, to you anyway yes, can't you if you've, yeah. even if you've been banned so it's Julie Preston and all my profile pictures are, are scary so they're all going to be me there's three profiles and then my Instagram is Mistress Dita my Twitter is Mistress Dita so whichever uh, social platform people are on they can get a hold of me that way and just, I don't know if you deal with like homeless and rubless or any of them Charities, yeah. they can go straight there. Exactly, yeah. yes. Because sometimes, if uh, most at any given time, my car is rammed to the point where I couldn't even get anybody in to drop them off. It's full yeah. of supplies. Can't even see out the back window. So I can't always collect everything. So I would then direct people to yeah. Doc House. Yeah, yeah. Say so Doc House. I went there to get. I mean, they're basically the Fed through donations. There's yeah, there's these big, these big, big yes. containers outside. You know, yeah. full of. Definitely. Tins and it's tend to be tins that things that will will have a shelf life as yeah, well, isn't it? They, well, they've got big chest freezers. Yeah, that's as well. right. Yeah. So mm. like they're my go-to thing because they're sort of central and everybody they've been there forever, aren't they? Different, yeah, different yeah. things, but but yeah, they rely heavily on donations. So I said if I physically can't collect it from somewhere, so I've got no room, mm. I'll direct them to yeah. somewhere. So we'll, it's all about networking, isn't it? What we'll do is we'll get a, a list off you. And um, we'll stick them on all our so, uh, social yeah. platforms, our website really? and whatnot. Links to it, and then it, and then it's like if yeah. people want to do that, you know, it's a it's you a know really what nice I thing. like people um, ask if I need like white goods, pans, plates. Mm. They're no good for anybody on the streets. Offs, but there's, uh, there's like the vineyard project, for example, top of Bev Road. They get properties, but they're not furnished. So yeah. these people that have like a, a kind of independent, you know, right. to live yeah. alone, yeah. they need stuff like that. So yeah, I don't say basics, no to yeah. anything if yeah. I'm honest. And I won't. Apart from, like I said, I don't want money and I don't want crap. Because yeah. It, yeah, because people can always question money, can't they? If you, oh, I, 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 yeah, you know. Look at her going on holiday again with homeless oh, money. Exa- She's yeah. going with homeless. <laughs> no, no, that's, and that's, that's, yeah, that's like you say, you want to be transparent, don't you? Yes, yes. So, on that note, we'll go to uh, a bit of uh, Oasis, Wonderwall, followed by a band you have seen, Stone Sour. Yay! Right, we'll be back shortly.
today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out I'm sure you've heard it all before but you never really had it Through the glass Don't know how much time has passed Oh God, it feels like forever 
No one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head How do you feel? That is the question But I forget you don't expect an easy answer When something like a soul becomes initialized And folded up like paper dolls and little notes You can't expect a bit of folks So while you're outside looking in Describing what you see Remember what you're staring at is me Cause I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed All I know is that it feels like forever No one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head How much is real? So much to question an epidemic of the mannequins Contaminating everything we thought came from the heart But never did right from the start Just listen to the noises Before you tell yourself It's just a different scene Remember it's just different from what you've seen I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed And all I know is that it feels like forever no one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head Cause I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed And all I know is that it feels like forever But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head It feels like forever But no one ever tells you That forever feels like home Sitting all alone Inside your head Cause I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed All I know is that it feels like forever But no one ever tells you That forever feels like home Sitting all alone Inside your head
stone cellar through the glass. Great song, I really don't like that. Yes. Right, we're back in the room, Dr. Ains, Julie Preston, aka Mistress Dieter, and me the Codfather. Uh, we've been discussing all things what you get up to, <laughs> including why I'm called the Codfather, but that's one of the story. So we're coming to present day and what you're doing now. So you've gone from that little bully ginger freckly, goofy, <laughs> what other one? Smelly, poggy. Yeah, yeah. Poggy, yeah. Poggy, that was the one, yeah. Ezel Rode. I had to ask what Poggy was on way over. Yeah, well, he's yeah. well, he yeah, not no, educated. He's not from, no, he's not from, from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the Middle Earthers, yeah. <laughs> Bottom <laughs> feeders, yeah. <laughs> so, we come to your alter ego, yes. Mistress Dita. Yes, totally. Discuss. <laughs> to Jules, because Jules is soft as and gives us shit, and, and Mistress Dita is a bossy formidable female who is very good at a job and gets paid for it. The reason why I decided to get into this career was, going back to what I said before, I've always been in bothering jail. And I just got to a point where I thought, you know what, I'm really good at my job and I like it and I'm making a difference. However, I will never be able to beat the whole of the uh, Her Majesty's fine hotel system. So I thought, right, I'm at the age now where I want to work for myself because I know I'll be the best boss I've ever had. So I was thinking, I didn't put much thought into it because I, I don't generally, I just go with it, but I thought there's two areas of industry um, that I could go into that I'll hopefully have some longevity, okay, mm. and I was thinking, you know, what do people always find money for? So one of them was food, because we can't yeah. live without food. Yeah, we only, we only to eat. And some more than recession, others. Yeah, or the sex industry, only because that's been around forever. You've been there, right? <laughs> I'm gonna get into it. Me, 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 I'll be outside. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the two areas. Then I said the food industry, and then the sex industry, purely because that's been around forever. I thought, well, I can't cook, so I'll go into but the I sex can. industry. Oh. <laughs> hey. Well, I, I decided <clears throat> I didn't want to be an escort because I'd be rubbish at that, and that, and that is just a fact. Um, but if I wanted to sell um, sex, then I'd be, you know, very proud to do it, and I'd be just as out there and gobby. But it wouldn't be my fault here. I leave that to the proper experts that are the escorts, and I thought stick to what you look like and what you're good at, Jules, and that's being bossy and being theatrical and being in control. And I looked the part. I didn't need to like dress up or dress down or anything. I, I, I look. I've always had my hands on me since I was like four. Walking into my sack of school thinking... So that sort yeah. of like sassy... <clears throat> I'm here sort yeah, of thing, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's why I, I decided to go into that. I didn't really put much thought into it. Like I say, I set up this site, put my notice in for a jail, and then I got my first kind of victim, client, slave, customer, whatever you want to call them, within a couple of weeks, and the rest is just history, and it's, I've been doing it over 10 years now. So that, that first <laughs> one, I mean, obviously... The mindset from doing like a, a run-of-the-mill job um, with loads of rules and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Then you're setting the rules. This this client, person, whatever you want to class them as, comes in and you're like, victim. this victim, <laughs> this is real now, this is real, I'm living this now. Yeah. Did you well, not, were you not nervous? No, were you not it worried? so quickly and it was over and done with and I, I just was like giggling afterwards thinking, because then I was under a quid an hour and I'm just like, wow, it's like under a quid for literally just being myself. It was bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I was never into the BDSM scene, and I'm not. I don't go to fet nights and stuff like that. 
Um, and so a lot of it, I had to Google and think people were asking me. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so, so just wait a minute. Just, yeah, I know, just stand there. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're talking off air there when you said you need, you wanted to stipulate that you, you're not a man hater. No, I'm no, just I'm just saying. You I thought, well, it kind of it sounds like I was around formidable females and I was bullied and I've got all this angst and blah blah blah. I didn't go into this sort of consciously. It's just something that I thought I would be good at, at later life. And I am bloody good at it, and it's taught me everywhere, but I love guys, and I don't do it because I hate them. You know, it's not all about just, like, kicking the living bejesus out of somebody. It's, it's but they're asking you to do that. That's yeah, the, they are. They are. And, and from it my sounds like I'm being I, I, mean to them, and but I it's can't not get always about that. that it's about, they, you know, if they want, they have partners, possibly, but if you love somebody, it's really difficult to ask the person who you love to, you know, finger blush your bum hole. It, it just isn't the same. Yeah. If they're not into that, obviously. Well, if the, yeah, but also as well, like a lot of guys like cross-dressing. Mm. Well, you wouldn't ask your missus to do that. I suppose, of, I, I suppose, yeah, that they they come somewhere so they can exactly, do that. Exactly, a controlled environment. And it's, it's, a, it's safe, a separate. We, the, it's separate from the, the private life as well, isn't it? Exactly. It's exactly. another private and, life, I suppose. And the nerve in that it's like a controlled environment, like I said, and it's very thorough. I have three lots of consultation process, so email, phone, and then face to face when they're there. So everything, so my next teacher, everything's planned, session plan. I know how long I'm going to take on that dry bumming, how long they're going to be like wiping up for. Did little, 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 are you with me? So, yes, very. So everything, yeah. everything, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> I'm not totally with you, just let me just point that out. <laughs> not well, that dry. Well, I'll you in for half an hour later on. <laughs> and we will be taking a free sample, are we? <laughs> shebang is that people can come and it's a controlled safe environment and they can carry out or, or um, be exposed to a fantasy or a fetish that they maybe don't ask someone to do and it's as simple as that like I said I don't I can't say I don't offer personal services because I do because you know I'm prostate massaging and, and the full shebang but, but I work in the sex industry and I'm not embarrassed to say that people no. you, there's a bit of snobbery when it comes to doms Big I, I'm, not a sex, mm. I'm not a sex worker I, I'm like People are working on summers are in the sex industry. You know, yeah, it's it's just, it's just it's selling sex. It's, it's just a different. Yes. It's a, a, a different. Yeah, it's a different product. So I'm in it, and I I'm a sex worker, but I don't obviously offer it unless it was two guys knocking at the door simultaneously, Jason and I were and Tom Hardy, and then I do it for nothing. But I literally could not just drop my drawers for a big guy that come through my door. I couldn't do that, me yeah. personally, because I'm not angled balls, and my balls are huge. So again, the yeah, the that's S- not the service you you provided. Yes, it? exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're coming here to, well, let's say, to be filled in. Yeah, but I still have to cross the street. Or whatever. Cross the street. You can't ask. I don't think you could ask your missus or somebody Not some, yeah, yeah, some people can, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah and I, I think that the separation for a guy as well is. They've got that the maybe the mother of the child yes. and and they they want to come home and they want to see that Walton's kind of, of course, vibe yeah, but I then they want to and then when they want that darker side of things I don't of know your class is dark but you know that that kind of yeah, fetish the, so, side yeah the, the kind of quite often people lead vanilla lifestyles and that's yeah. great but on the surface yes but yeah. most guys especially and they are stereotyping but obviously I don't see women it's guys that provide me with my income so yeah. most guys have a kink of some kind it doesn't have to be like saw five stuff you know like it can just be the one I sit and talk to you dressed as women do, women do yeah. pots or yeah. foot fetishes and yes. all that stuff yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. enough about you, Darren. Um, <laughs> you said it, it's taken you all over the world. You've done TV work, yeah, yeah. 
publication, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know you do it on Channel 4 and stuff like that. I'm in more places than chlamydia, and it's the only way I can, <laughs> I can be. Because I can't do this, like I said, half-cocked. I've got to, I've got to be Full classed cock. as the yeah. best year-round and the most known and the most crazy. So, yeah, I've done a couple of documentaries, Channel 4, Channel 5. Went with Rupert Everett on one of them. I'm filming at the minute for another one for Channel 5. I don't know when that's going to be aired. Um... What are they about? What do what, it's what, about obviously what you the do? The job and then the other side of it, you know, the jewels side and then the the data side mm. and where it's taken me, and what I've done. But there's like videos and things, so it's a lot obviously a lot more explicit. You know, you, get, you yeah. get a glimpse of, of yeah me dragging somebody around on dog lead, making them bark and. Do you think <laughs> Do you think do you find people are interested in that almost split personality? Because you've got to be split personality on there, aren't you? You've got to, like oh, you yeah. said, a jewel side of things. I'm polar. I don't know about bipolar. <laughs> but I don't think they're that bothered about jewels. It's just more this, this, the other side. Yeah. Because even though people are snowflakes, they always want to know. Yeah, they've there's a curiosity, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. I say on Victoria, Dr. they're all there, curtain switching, but they all want to know. I tell you one of one of my funniest things I've seen on um, Facebook that you did, and it was about somebody that had, um, the kids had got upset or the mother mother had got upset um, about seeing your car. Didn't you used to have mm. your car signed up or something still like? Still is now. You can be seen from the moon, but again, if you're going to do it, do it bigger. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's and, advertising, I suppose. It, do you know what? That's, that's 120 quid on that, right? Mm. That years ago, and the amount of trade that's brought me because I, I don't really make that much money in Hull, I'm transient, so I'm all over England in that car, and how many times have you stuck me on a car on my way, and you read what it is, yeah. I've got my personal plate, but I've got my website, my Twitter handle, who I am, what I do, my, lo- my business logo, which is the Port Collies, because I call yeah. myself a Majesty's Pleasure, mm. so yeah. up to, you know, the Queen, and then, um, so yeah, that's, it's brought me some real good business, you see people screenshotting it, and then they're laughing, and then you know it's going on social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tagging you in. Out. Yeah, I've just seen this. Yeah. <laughs> the, You're getting free adverts. Exactly, exactly. What I, what so I liked, yeah, what I liked about that video. Yeah, that you you mentioned you, you totally broke it down. I mean, you totally humiliated well, the guy. Answer, really. yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, I think he humiliated himself because because the funny thing is, I was driving around in in the beast, as I call it. With my two nephews in, he's at some point stuck behind me with his mum, me and the kids my age, mm. and his 14-year-old daughter or whatever she was, and he just decided to take pictures, put it all on social media, but unbeknownst to him, it's actually on my wall. So I kind of yeah. saw it, and I thought, Muppet. But then loads <laughs> of other people started, because obviously I know, like, everybody, yeah. and everybody knows me, and they're all tagging me in, he's seen what mm. he's put, and it was like, oh, this is disgusting, and my mother was mortified, and what do I tell my oh, mother? I was like, <laughs> so I did a vlog, and I was like, now then, Daz. Yeah. It is what I would have appreciated if you'd have just like instead of like your mother crying and your daughter crying and you clutching your pearls, knock on my window and, and ask me what I did or, or ask me to talk to your man. I said, mm. You don't go around and take pictures of two kids in a car so it's nonce behaviour. Yeah. You're a wrong one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I said you've got two ways of dealing with what you see because unless you've been under a rock for ten years and you've not seen my car in all, everybody knows the car. It's like, where have you been? You've got two ways of dealing with that situation. If your mother's like having palpitations and your daughter's like, mm. you know, it's like you say, well, do you know what she does, lads? And uh, sorry, what she does, you know, mum and, and my daughter. She she gets paid for bossing blokes around and eat my cup of tea and like out, you know, flower do like. But but good honest, she's an old lass and I know she does a bit with the homeless. And mm. I said that's what you could have said. But yep. what you and billions of other people choose to say is stay away from Myra Hindley. She's literally the child catcher. And, yeah. and she's riddled with chlamydia. Yeah, I that's kind that, of that's, you know the, the instantly the, the, yeah. the, the grooming, judge, the judge, the grooming judgmental I mean, people. Then yeah. what do people think though that you're gonna jump out of your car 
strap something on mm. and, and start molesting their mother in a car or something like that. Oh, you know what? You know what? what? Like, yeah. Your mother's lived love. <laughs> exactly. Your mother's oh. Write a book. Oh. Mothers have just done stuff. Stop yeah. being an absolute winnet. Yeah, I think um, some people get. We've talked about this before, haven't we? Where people get offended on they look other for people's. To be offended. But exactly. no, get offended on other people's behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Like mother yeah. might not have been. Oh, she might have been like playing Ooh, it up a bit. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. She'll have been googling it when to, she got home. Do it to create a response. Do it for the shock factor because I'm a show off. But it is good for advertising. But like I said, on the back of it, to show people, I'm. I'm you know, of funny bones, and I've got a great sense of humour. I've written on the bottom of it, or I've got like a decal saying, "No torture devices are kept in this vehicle overnight." It's funny. You know, so it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's so you're know, oh, you know yeah. she might be alright. It's like yeah. I don't, I don't need to justify it, but he just made an absolute pleb of himself, and the all of all, pretty much, yeah. was just reminding him of that. So it's like. I don't need to make you look daft, as because you've, mm, you've just that done for it yourself. yourself now. Yeah. Do you think though, by putting that that funny strap line on there, you're yeah. kind of you're kind of sugarcoating it a little bit for some people, for the no. people because you're thinking you might be offending. Oh no, it won't because I. I no, um, you just thought it was funny. Just thought it was funny because it, I am funny. Yeah. yeah. So, well. And I yeah, you saw that as a yeah. I don't do serious. You see. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get me on the show? <laughs> um, but I, I'm just funny, so I wanted to put something funny on there. Yeah, not I like that. Not because of a if I didn't want to offend anybody, I wouldn't have that car because people are like, yeah. I, mean, but I just thought like a, a soft entry kind of thing. Yeah, we'll put that on there, but we'll put a little bit of funny no, on there. That no? even enter my head. No. That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah, good. I like yeah, that. So it's a majesty's pleasure, isn't it? Yes, yeah. and, I, and I thought it was just quite hilarious because I'm sure at some point I'll be in a legal wrangle with the Queen. As I was just going to say. But it was more just as a, because I was like really mad with the jail and not being allowed. And it's like sort of to the old thing. Yeah, to the old system. So, yeah. But yeah. you, you, I mean, you did go into something there that's really kind of rigid and. Yeah, uh, but I, again, maybe it was a bit green. I didn't realise how, how kind of got I would be. To be fair. Yeah, um, I thought you think you go in there and we can be mates with everybody and we can. Yeah, we can, uh, I got the job done and they, yeah. they would do anything for me, and it, and it was purely because I just treat them all right. Yeah. And and it's a local jail with local people in there, and some of the screws were absolutely out of order with the lads. Mm. I used to say, do you know one day you're going to be walking down White Frigate? <laughs> yeah. And you, 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 you're going to see his face planting the pavement. Yeah. Because oh. I didn't have a beef with anybody. If somebody yeah. shouts Miss, because that's what they call you, yeah. somebody shouts Miss, add up, shit myself, I'm going to turn around, I'm like, it's somebody from jail. You're always pleased to see you. Remember that time when you, you know you sneak sneaked in that smoke and, and it's like yeah, it's just nice, nice to be nice yeah. without letting people take me out here. Right, 100%. so we're just about done. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking oh, to you. Likewise. You know, it's uh, quite extended time. Well, what I need to say, um, <laughs> the doctor just informed me there's a reason that you really wanted to do this interview. It's something to do with Tom. Yeah, let's oh, let's get to the bottom of this. And get to the bottom of this. Obviously, you're just the bomb. And it was the That almost felt genuine then it right there something to do with the, the Yorkshire tea bags or something that yes. you wanted to to give you some tea bags yeah well so I would love Tom Hardy to come and, and tea bag me with, with his with his extra strong builders brew tea bags right. at any point you know that's what I'm hoping in it and he'll he'll hear this and he'll just be really yeah well, it goes out to America yeah yeah or Jason Momoa I don't mind either of those I'll wear either of them as earrings I think yeah. I think Jules after this interview uh there's a good chance you're going to get a knock on the door. I think <laughs> probably not oh, by no probably not. Yeah. probably not by the possibly. So we've got a couple of songs to finish. Yeah, on, we'll say thank you for uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you. No, no, it's, it's uh, keep fighting the good fight on the we voluntary front, and obviously with the, with uh, Mistress Dita, we're off back up the M62. 
As I said, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, www.thecodfatherdj.podbean.com. We'll leave you a little bit of music. We've got Yazoo, Don't Go, and then Queen, Somebody to Love. So thank you very much for listening. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what we're going to do with the Yazoo, there you go.
Somebody to love.